Hello and welcome to the final episode of the season of View from the Tilton Road. Uh, joining me, Kieran, your host for this episode, and Elliot is Kane Styles. Kane, thanks for joining us, mate. Thanks for having me, lads. Uh, good to have you on. Obviously, probably one of the uh, the best Blues fans on Twitter, for especially for one of the Villa fans. So good to get your opinion <laughs> on a on the overview of a, a crazy season. Um. Obviously, we'll we'll start with the last few games, really, and just the the squad rotation, the youngsters that have come in, and and obviously just your overall thoughts for the season, mate. But Elliot, what what first of all, what did you think of the past few games? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, same. I'm probably thinking the same as you guys. Like, it, obviously, disappointing to lose both games, but um, but I think we we had. Had a perfect opportunity to look at several players uh, that obviously, you know, are going to be looking for new contracts and, and whatnot. And uh, yeah, it was a perfect, perfect chance to see what they can do. And uh, what four 0 and five two, you know, I don't think many of them have done themselves much good to be honest. There's one or two that, that you know useful, but we'll get into that in a moment. But yeah. I, our season finished after Derby, didn't it, guys? Like, you know, once we got that result and we were up, staying up, you know, that was it, it was job done. I think, I'm not going to say I, I, I don't care whether we win or lose again because I do. I never want to see us lose. But you think you, to get to a point with two games left in the season where we're guaranteed safety, I never thought that would be the case. I thought you, you thought inevitably it was going to go to the last day for us again. It always does. So, when you're watching the, the, the results rolling last weekend and you see Cardiff are one up and two up, there was part of me that thought, oh, we're safe, so I, it doesn't mean as much. At the same time, you know, you want these youngsters that have come in to kind of to put on a show and kind of make a, a claim for a place next season. You know, you like sort of Miller um, and, and Sturk and what have you. But I think ultimately the, the results, although they don't mean much, does, does give Bowie a bit of Two for four for the pre-season, doesn't it now? I mean, Kane, what, what did you think of the last couple of games? Yeah, I mean, if you'd have told us we'd have been safe, we've got two games to spare in March or whenever we got with a crank. I thought we were, we were done, to be honest. I thought we were done. I thought, you know, every we, we, and the games where, you know, we played Norwich, we didn't play badly, we ended up losing. Just games where we weren't playing too, you know, badly, but we were still not coming away with anything from, from the games. And I thought at that point, look, how how can we turn this around? I didn't think we would. And even when we brought Bowyer in, I wasn't convinced it was he was going to be enough to keep us up. Wasn't sure if he had enough time to do it. But I mean, what's he talk? You know, until the last two games, but we listen, we've thrown the kids in. I think we've took seventeen points from eight games. You know, I think from from since he's come in, I think we've been in the top six four more. So and we can't ask for any more. You know, he's done an unreal job for us. And yeah, as I say, that you know, the last couple of games. Like you said, Kieran, we you know we never want to see us lose, but we've been in a privileged position where we can we can afford to not throw a couple of games, but give them a bit more. You know, if there's any dilemmas over team selectors next season, let's even you know the inclusion of Jonathan Lecco every game since since he's come in, basically that you know can we just give him the run of games to get him the confidence? But things like that, like you know he hasn't hit the ground running at all, has he? So, so there's a few things like that will help his decision making for who's going to go in the summer, who's going to stay, who can prove themselves. It just thinks it gives us a good good overview of you know, what's to come in the summer. 
you know, the likes of Ryan Stark, I think he's potentially going to be a good player in a few years. <clears throat> you know, retains the ball well, pings it around a little bit. Looks promising, I think. You know, you look at the likes of Charlie Lake, you know, he's been out on loan. Ryan Stark is significantly better than the likes of Charlie, you know, Lake and, and those ones. Um, Amari Miller again, good player. I actually grew up with Amari. He's from the same area as me. Um, seeing what I can do, really good player. Um, excited about him for what's to come. And then you've got, you know, the likes of Simmons on the fringes and whatnot that are, I think they'll have something to prove next season. So, yeah, as I say, listen, we lost the two games, got battered both times, really. But, yeah, as I say, it's uh, the main thing is we're up. Yeah, I think it's like you say, you know, it's 17 points or whatever it was he'd taken from, from his first lot of games. And I think it is very much um, almost like a mini a mini season from when Bowie came in, wasn't it? You looked at the fixtures that everyone had and you kind of put what Karanka had done to bed. Like you say, you know, Norwich on another day, we we could have took something from that. We had a few games where we looked, um, a few games where we probably put, should have put our foot on the gas under Karanka a bit more and, and gone and nicked, nicked the game. You know, Wickham away, we'd done enough to, to get the win. We made mm-hmm. enough chances, but he didn't want to make the changes in the last 10, 15 minutes. And games at home that we lost that we shouldn't have, you should never be losing at home to Luton. No offense to Luton, you know, they've they've got some hard workers in the side, but you should never be losing games like that. But then when Bowie's coming, he's really kind of set, set his stall out from the off, told the players what he expects of them. And, and it was the difference was night and day, wasn't it? He was absolutely robbed for manager of the month for April yeah, as well. Yeah, absolutely robbed. I mean, considering you look at the likes of Daniel Farker. For Norwich, who I don't think has won a manager of the month this year. And people say, oh, it's because it's expected. Norwich are meant to be winning every game. So mm-hmm. he can't win it. We're not expected to take um, seven points from Brentford, Reading, Swansea, and uh, Watford. We weren't expected to be safe with two games left of a season and go and beat them for a whole month, conceding two goals. And yet then you mm-hmm. go and give it to Bournemouth. And was it Jonathan Woodgate got it? Yeah, of a Premier League squad. Yeah, of a Premier League squad beating the locks of Coventry. And mm. you go, it's, you know, what Bowie has yeah. done has been incredible. So I yeah. don't think, I don't think these two games, last two games should be looked at with any sort of, apart from, like Elliot says, apart from to look at the ideas for pre-season and next season, you shouldn't really look at them too much at all. But, I mean, he's, he's Bowie's said almost as such he only thinks there's one or two additions needed in the summer I mean what are your thoughts on that Elliot what, how many players do you want to see through the door what what areas do you think we need to strengthen oh, it's, that's a good question mate I don't know we were discussing it weren't we briefly beforehand and um, I think obviously we look we look okay in the goalkeeping department and you know I think he'll probably be looking at the young lads sort of contract wise whether they he wants to keep them on now or let one of them go, kind of probably sort of coming to the conclusion that maybe Truman might be the one that's let go or not given a new contract. I think defensively, we definitely need additions. I think um, I would say that George Friend probably hasn't got the legs next season to 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 carry on as backup. I, I just think we probably need another another central defender. Uh, I think we need a left back or a left wing back, depending on sort of sort of style of uh, you know football he wants to play next season. And 
Uh, yeah, going through it throughout the side, I think the most important position I think we need to rectify next season is, is the forward position. Well, we've scored, what, 36 goals or something like that. Or I think it's one of the lowest goal tallies that we've recorded in a long time. And um, I think... <sighs> I think we just need someone that's like like Kane said before we came on, someone that's mobile, someone that's a bit more clinical. I don't think we've got to spend um, a huge amount of money. We've just got to do the do the right scouting and and, and get them in. I, I'm not convinced by Cosgrove. I don't think Bowyer's convinced by him, unfortunately. And uh, we'll get on to Lecker, I suppose, later on. But um, yeah, definitely up front, we need a clinical strike. It's interesting you mentioned defensively as well because we said on previous podcasts at the start of this season that we needed to strengthen defensively and, and all Karanka ended up doing was bringing in friend from Middlesbrough. Don't get me wrong, he's been a good addition. You know, he does bring that experience mm. and that know-how and he's, you know, he's captain in Middlesbrough for a long time. And he's, he's a leader. You know, that's quite obvious. But like you say, he's going to be... Well, he's in his twilight years already, isn't he? Next season, he's not going to be um, not going to be playing forty-six games, and or no, anywhere near that, is he? So, um, you look at the depth. Clark Salt is inevitably going to go back to to Chelsea, and you're going to need some depth in there, and and again, probably a bit more experience as well. I mean, one position I do think we need to strengthen as well. I'm sure, you guys probably agree. Is I think we need a, an an out and out challenger for that right back position as well. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. Colan is, is. I think Colan's got it quite easy there. Don't get me wrong. I think Colan's a good player, but there's never really any pressure on him to to really perform week in week out. And if you put that put that on him, you're going to get the best out of him. I'd have thought. But Kane, what are your thoughts? Where where do you think we need to look at for the summer? Yeah, yeah. I think you know, like obviously, the George Friend's almost going to be a. I think we've seen the best of George Friend this season when he's actually played left back. I think. You know, we played Bristol City away. I think Dean scored. He played left back. We were, we were really good that day. And I think on a couple of occasions, he's played left back. I preferred him there. But again, you know, he's not getting any younger. Is he 35 or something now? Something like that. Mm. He's he's more going to be a cheerleader any next season. You know, like, what was that? I didn't get the, the bringing Adam Clayton into the game with it turned out to be me. You know, I don't know what Adam Clayton's doing. I haven't heard anything off him, seen any pictures of him or anything recently again. You know, ten grand a week, probably two year deal, just just shit business basically. Um, but yeah, in terms of yeah, I think George Friend will be a cheerleader next season. Just good to have around the dressing room, and you know, there's no harm in him being around. I don't think. I think he's he's a good player to have in the pack. Um, but like like Elliot said, I think you know we we need a forward, don't we? Um, shame we didn't get Nisbet in in January. Cosgrove, you know, like like Bowie said didn't really get the, the logic of why he was brought in the first place, whether it's a long-term thing for Djokovic, like for like. But, yeah, you know, I almost think that Cosgrove's probably got to go out on loan. I know we haven't seen the best, but I don't see what pre-season brings, but I haven't I haven't seen anything since he's come in. I know he's had, but he's had two games, probably less than 300 minutes of football since he's come in, but I haven't seen one thing to suggest that he's going to be up to the up to scratch for what we need next season. Um yeah, a mobile striker. We say it every transfer window, where's our Clayton Donaldson coming from? No, he couldn't finish the best, but, you know, he put himself about, run the channels. You know, we spoke about, we're not going to have millions to spend, are we? So, Rotherham have just gone down. Someone like, you know, Freddie Ladepo or 
and like you say, you know, we need to get the scouting right. But you know, when, when we're outsourcing it anyway, what, what what chance are we giving us? Giving us us? Giving ourselves? So, um, yeah, striker needed. Probably need you know, Raheem Harper's going back. That leaves us with Gardner, who's had a great season. Sunjit who can be a bit of a headless chicken sometimes, but. Again, do does a little run all day for you, Sanjit. But I think again, we probably need another centre midfielder for me. Um, and let's see what happens with, with with Sanchez and you know Halilovic, who there's this question marks. And Bella hasn't featured really, has he, the last four or five games? So let, let's see what happens with those in the summer as well. Mm. I think uh, I definitely think you know looking at these last two games, do you, think, do, you do you guys feel like you know Debo was maybe trying to make a point to the board? Um, you know, to say, look, I need I need considerable strengthening throughout the whole squad here. You know, I need help. I mean, I know he says, I know, like, you know, Kieran mentioned that he, he said that he only wants to tweak the squads, but I think I think he's just trying to be kind to the squad of players that he's got at the moment and, and the, the job that they've done, they've done for him sort of towards the end of the season, you know. But I think behind closed doors and those two performances, he's kind of just said, look, we need a lot, we need a lot of change here. We need we need a rebuild basically. It's frustrating it is, because we we seem to go for a rebuild every summer, don't we? We yeah. need one. It is yeah. interesting to think that <clears throat> when he first came in and there was a lot of talk about what he was going to do with the, is he going to tweak things? Is he going to get us playing a different style of football with only what did he have like twelve games, whatever it was, oh, yeah. you know? Um, and people said you know you had a certain way of playing at uh, when you was at Charlton. And he, he did say at the time, didn't he? Look, I'm do, I'm going to make do with what I've got. I'm going to play to the strengths of what I've got in this squad. But come the summer, I'm going to implement my changes. He didn't play a rigid four four two with Charlton. He didn't play direct football. So I think there is going to be wholesale changes. And I think yes, yesterday and last week against Cardiff were more of getting a feel for. Who we're going to offer a new deal to? Who can go out? Who's worth of going out on loan? Who's worth just saying you're not good enough? You can go. And and who are we going to keep in the squad for for the depth? Because if you can find someone like, <clears throat> like we touched on, Amari Miller, a, a Ryan Sturk, who can come in and and can do a job, you know, you're not going to see him week in week out. But if push comes to shove, they can fill in and and not look out of place. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, that's one 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 position ticked off the list of, of what's needed in the summer. You don't need a, you don't need wholesale changes of 17, 18 signings again. And, you know, can you get the best out of who came in in last summer? You know, like a San Jose. Mm. Has he got another season in his legs if you play him in the right way? You get him playing to his, to what you need him to do rather than mm. it just leaving him to look a bit lost at times like he was under Karanka in a sense. Um, yeah, I think you know. You mentioned San Jose. You know, I, we saw the worst of him under Paranco, and I've done. You know, I think part of the reason we got picked up seventeen points is because there was just that release, wasn't there, in in the squad when when Karanka went. They didn't want him there. They didn't want to play for him. Um, they were frustrated with his methods or his lack of methods, to be honest. And and you know, I think even San Jose looked good the other day when he came on against Derby. Um, mm-hmm. We actually dominated them in the second half, and like like say, Kieran, like maybe we'll see a different San Jose next season. Someone that's is actually confident under under Boya. I think that comes down to a lot. Comes down, you know, for a lot of players, doesn't it? You know, 
hopefully we'll see a lot of these players with more confidence next season. Hopefully a few of them look like brand new players. Yeah, I, I, I agree you. with that. 100%. I think, like you said as well, Kieran, if we can get one or two that can fill in, you know, like a Ryan Sturr that can, that can do a job and Amari Miller from the wing or whatever position we play in, that probably saves us another 10, 15 grand on wages elsewhere than we can prioritise, you know, an extra 10 grand on a, on a better forward coming in rather than, you know, getting a couple of people just to fill fill the spots, basically. So, yeah, I agree with that. And I think San Jose, like you said, you know, when he, when he first signed, we'll be thinking, you know, you know, Bill Bowl legend, unreal pedigree played for Spain. We're rubbing our hands together. But, yeah, I mean, Karanka, you know, Karanka was a, he's like a football terrorist at the end of the day, wasn't he? He was... Suck the life out of us, man. That guy, but like, he, um, yeah, he, he could make anyone look you know, drain the confidence out of anyone by, by the way we played. So, yeah, as if you're going to get anything from Bowie as a manager, I think it is confidence, like you said, Elliot. So, yeah, hopefully, have a good pre season. And I'd like to see the bit, I'd like to see more of him next season. I think, yeah, I think so. I think there's a lot of value for money in the teams that have just gone down as well, player wise. You look at like you mentioned the Dapo from. And Rotherham, you look at some of the players who are at Wickham. I know they, you know, they're not great world players, but there's a couple of one, or, there's one or two players in in each and every one of those squads that you could look at, could probably pick up relatively cheap, and would do a job. I like on your Dinma from yeah. Wickham. He's mm-hmm. a live wire. I like him. I remember he played, but didn't he score? He scored an absolute belter against us when he played for Millwall a few seasons back. If I remember rightly, yeah. Um, I like the look of him, you know, and. Like you're talking wages, but Sheffield Wednesday never really got the best out of Jordan Rhodes up top, did they? And and players like that, you know, there's yeah. there is there is good players in the teams that have gone down. Yeah, the, like Jordan Rhodes is they paid 10, 10 million for him three years ago, three or four years yeah. ago. You know, you know you Jordan Rhodes guarantee your goals in the championship. Um, but hasn't kicked on like it's a wheel, but Wednesday. To be fair to Wednesday, obviously they've been deducting points. They would have been safe if they didn't have that deduction. Um, mm. But yeah, as I say, you know, you look, you know, the likes of, you know, we spoke about Barry Bannon earlier. Obviously, we don't like him. We hate that bloke, but good player. Someone you'd think that someone will pick up, pick him up in the championship. Adam Reach, you know, players like that 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 will do a job. Josh Windass is okay. I, I probably probably wouldn't want Josh Windass, but they're all championship players, aren't they? So. But yeah, there's a, there's a couple of things there. And I think the team's going up as well. So you look at Norwich, who, who, does, who hasn't been getting a game for Norwich. You know, you've got Jordan Hugel, who probably won't get a game next season when well, they're sending him out on loan. Kieran Dowell, they'll probably send him out on loan again. Yeah. And then you've got Watford going up. Is Troy Deeney going to have a season in the Premier League? The, the tra- just get yourself ready for those rumours anyway for the next three months that Troy Deeney's coming to the Blues. Happens every year now, so... Yeah, who who goes up from the champ from the playoffs as well? I mean, it's going to be going to be interesting, isn't it? I've seen yeah. that Norwich have released um, Vrancic and Teti, haven't they? From from midfield, not that Vrancic always does a number on us whenever we play us, whenever he plays us. So I think he's quite a, a decent midfielder, but whether or not, you know, we'd be uh, on his radar as a, a club, he'd be willing to join. It beyond me anyway. But like you say, you know these. Going up and down, there's players on the fringes in the, the sides going up who are going to be looking for a move. And championships, the best bet, isn't it? Realistically, especially for a player like you say, like a Jordan Hugel, he's not going to get a Premier League move. So his next best bet is 
a championship low, you'd have thought. But yeah. just, I just, like you say, we're, we're inevitably going to be linked to Troy Dina. Yeah. Um, Can we see him? Yeah, but even though every every transfer window we say he's past his best now, and you know he's a he's just a walking injury at this point, but. Mm. I mean, of yeah, the I players, I wouldn't take him. I wouldn't take Dean either. Of the players that you've seen, then Elliot, who came into the side in the past few weeks, who do you think uh, we're willing to to let go in the summer, or who would you want to to let go in the summer? Uh, well, we spoke about it before, didn't we? I think I think goalkeeper wise, I think Truman's not done himself a lot of um, a lot of uh, justice as he in his performance um, yesterday. I think I can't. I just don't see a future for him at the club. I just, I think he needs to go down a few, few uh, you know, a few divisions and, and work his way out, find himself. And I don't think he's right for the championship. Um, I think, you know, Cogley, he doesn't ever really put a foot wrong. Mm. You know, I, I feel for him, but I just don't think again. Um, he was at one of my local clubs on loan. Uh, I don't know if it was last season, season four, Crawley. And, uh, you know, he didn't do a great deal there, you know. He was in and out of sides. I think, he, again, another player that needs to drop down a few levels and find himself and rediscover, oh, I don't know, his career, I suppose. Because, I, again, I don't think he's championship level. And I think, you know, like we were saying earlier with Sturk, you know, and Miller. Miller would definitely benefit from a loan, you know, next season. Gordon, again, definitely, you know, would benefit from a loan. Um, Sturk, yeah, I think it might be worth keeping him in and around the squad mm-hmm. next season. Like I say, if we can save save some wages like Kane said and, and, and have them in and around. You know, if we've got a confident squad next season, you know, hopefully we can, you know, get a couple of these youngsters in here and there and it'll benefit them. You know, not what we've seen in the last two games where you're chucking in seven or eight of them. You know, you need the experience next to them as well to help them, which we haven't seen in the last two games. You know, but we understand the process and um, he wants to, he, he wants to, you know, he needs to know where he's going this summer. So, and then, um, yeah, I suppose in terms of Lepo, I've, I've seen a few people on Twitter that are saying, you know, maybe we should loan him out. I know we've just spent a million pounds on him, but I don't know whether he's he's up to this level right now. He seems to be one of those players who there was, you know, there was when he came for when he first went through at West Brom. I remember the the so you know, say hype. Not like he's a Jude Bellingham level player, you know, that's hype, isn't it? But there was, you know, there was people were talking about him, weren't they? He could be one of the next big things. And even when we signed him, you're saying million pounds could be a steal. Mm. But it just never really seems to have materialised, does it? And you look at him last season for Charlton when he was on loan there before he got injured. And it, there was signs of a decent player, but we just never seem to have seen it in his season here so far. Yeah, it was yeah, like you say, there was a bit of hype around. It was, I think, he was a gold. Was he a Golden Boy nominee or one of those? I think he was when it went. I think when he was a teenager. But when when we, you know, I think it was us on Wednesday, and it were it were in for him. You know, a million quid. It thought to myself, it's a good bit of business that twenty one, twenty two. I've never known a player like Leco, honestly. You know, can can skin three men in, in, in the corner flag and and do something unbelievable. Then. Spray out of play from, from from thirty yards. Like he's just he's frustrating beyond belief, isn't he? he? I can't understand his logic sometimes. Just you know, doing it simple. And I think that if anyone can could probably teach him that side of the game, it's probably Boya. 
Um, but he just needs to sharpen up. I think pre-season is going to be massive for Leco. And if he doesn't cut it next season, you know, where, where do we go? Where does he go from there, really? He ain't going to get... If he, if he doesn't cut it next season, he won't get another championship move. So he's got to, he's got to save his career next season, I think, Leco. Otherwise, he'll find himself in, in League One, I think. So. It's like you say, you almost do watch him sometimes and it's like he doesn't think, does he, when he's got the no. ball. He just completely yeah. shuts off and it's like a kid on the playground almost, isn't it? Like you say, you know, sometimes he gets the ball and he goes past three, four men and you go, it's incredible. And then next thing, you know, he shanks you out of play and yeah. you go all that for nothing. And like you say, it's just frustrating. And we've seen players like that, the Blues. Yeah. Time and time again, but and every time we tell ourselves that this player is going to be different, it never turns out to be the case. I just hope that in, like you say, in pre-season, he can go away now and get his get his head rocks. Like you say, he's not going to get another championship move if he doesn't sort himself mm-hmm. out because no one will take the chance. We're not going to want to lose money on him either. Like you say, it's one of them where, you know, if we ended up shipping him out, it'd probably turn into a world beater then. I think this, the same happened with, uh, is it Jeremy Boga went to Sampdoria or one of them in Italy yeah. and was has been unreal the last two seasons. Being linked with Juventus and, and stupid stuff like that. So he was another one, but Boga just never had that end product, could could beat a man, always a bit of pace, cutting inside and whatnot, but never did enough, I didn't think. And then went on to better things like, there's always that thing with the Blues where there'll probably be a world beater elsewhere. You look at Lloyd Dyer, who couldn't put a foot wrong for Burn when he left us. It's like, yeah, it's, it's just, it, that's the Burnley happens to us. But yeah, Lecco, we'll see what happens with Lecco. Um, I think the big question for us this summer is, can we do the best bit of business we can do? I think is is nailing down and, and keeping Halilovic. Yeah, I agree. I, I just... I mean, like you mentioned Boga, I remember he was during the Sancho saga with United last summer. They was on about Boga going to Dortmund if Sancho yeah. moved on. Yeah. And you're talking 30, 40 million. No, I never saw a 30, 40 million player half the time. I, the only thing I can remember for him is that goal against uh, Sheffield United. Yeah. But, I mean, what about for you then, Kane? Who, who do you want to see kept and, and moved on in the summer from yeah. the, uh, the lads that have come in, in the last few weeks? I agree with what Elliot said. I think Truman's, I think he's too lightweight. You know, he just hasn't got the physique and the the stature to, you know, he's not unreal. His reflexes aren't unreal. And if you are that small, sometimes your skills and your attributes can can compensate for being that high. But it just doesn't look, he's not fit to be a goalkeeper, especially at championship level. And he he didn't do very well at Wimbledon, did he, when he was on loan there early this season. So Truman's got to go. I think we should be shipping out Preto as well. Save on wage, you know, wages. No point having him around anymore. Try, try and get him off back to Spain or something, one of those clubs. Um, and give Jaycock, I'd give him, I'd give him the number two now. I think, I think he's warranted that. You know, he's capable keeper. It reminds me a little bit of when Butland first came on the scene. Mm-hmm. You know, in the in the the England youth setup, obviously got pedigree, highly rated, come through the ranks. Give him the number two. I think now. Don't see any. We know we could he could be comfortably coming and do a job. So yeah, no, 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 I'm putting him up. Um, Cogley again, like you say, he never puts a foot wrong, Cogley, but uh, it's a difficult one where 
is Cogley ever going to improve Blues as a, as a as a team, or is he going to improve our defence? I just don't think it would be a good thing to extend his deal any longer, to be honest. Part ways, let him crack on. He's at the stage in his career now where he needs to be playing regularly, he needs to be playing every week, essentially. and We're not going to give him that anymore. Um, so, Cogley, I think, has got to go. Rico Gordon, I'd probably give him a season out on loan. Um after he come on, didn't he, against Cardiff and, and, and did all right for 20 minutes, I thought. Looked capable. Give him a loan. Amari Miller. Difficult with Amari, I think. I'd probably probably benefit from a loan move, I think. But like you say, Sturk's the one out of the, the pack that I think is probably worthy of, of having around the squad next season. Um, I'm just a bit concerned with, with what's going to happen with Bella and, and Sanchez as well, to be honest. I think Lack of, you know, Belarus have been included a lot recently, and it's I can't understand why. Because every time I watch Bella, you know, he's he's direct, cutting inside, can go back on his left foot, decent on set pieces. You know, we've got Djokovic putting balls in the box. There's no better man to do it than, than Jerry Bella, I don't think. So I can't see why. We're, yeah, we, we, we need to. I think we should be doing everything we can to to make sure he's he's playing on the wing. But again, we don't know what formation he's going to go with next season. Um, and what he's going to put in. So, yeah, let's see what happens there. But I think Helilovic is the big one. We need to, like you say, when we, we played Helilovic on the right, he's got the work ethic, he's decent defensively as well. Left mid, he, you know, he played really well against Derby from, from left midfield. You can play him in behind the striker. You can even play him in centre mid, Helilovic is that good. Um, but, yeah, I think he commented on Ivan Sanchez's uh, Instagram post yesterday and put, I'm going to miss you, brother, or something. So, I noticed we had that Croatian tabloid or podcast that said, yeah, they've extended his contract, but yeah, we need to see how that pans out because yeah, he's got, he'll go on to have a good career, Lilovic, but I think that he, for his own best interests, I think he should stay for at least another season, to be honest. That's the thing we were saying just before we came on air is that on his day, he's head and shoulders the best player on the pitch whenever he plays for us, isn't he? You know, and that's from, but not just for us, from realistically from both both teams, he's, yeah. he's streets ahead in terms of pure ability and and you know how how good he is in tight spaces and he just brings something completely different to everyone else out there, doesn't he? So you'd like to think we can get we'd move heaven and earth to get him at least another season at us, and then do you know what at the end of the day, if, if then it's on to one year deal and if he's got something better out there, then then fair enough, we you know we. We're not naive enough as, as Blues fans to think that these players stay around forever. They never do. You know, you look at yeah. Damari Gray, from Redmond, the players like that, they always move on. And, you know, if they're good enough, then you allow it, don't you? But be interesting to see what happens with him, I think. Yeah, <laughs> he's a, it's a tough one. It's a tough one, isn't it? Because, you know, we talk, I know Don wanted this, you know, at that time where we only wanted to sign players with high revalue potential and you know Halilovic is what 24 get a proper pre-season behind him he's obviously got pedigree already you you know if he has another good season in the championship Blues have a good season if we manage to get him for a two three year deal God knows what he'd be worth genuinely because I think Halilovic is good enough to play in the Premier League he's far too good for the championship and he's only half fit and he's probably to be fair you look at Halilovic I think he could do with a stone off to be honest I think he could genuinely do with a stone off. He always looks a little bit. He can move, doesn't make his acceleration's good. He can 
can beat two, three defenders. But I think with a good pre-season underneath him, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd love, I'd love for us. I think we deserve to see him in person, to be honest. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm hoping we keep him. I think it'll be the best bit of business we do this summer. Yeah, if we if we keep hold of him and give, let's say, give him a good contract. Um, I certainly rather give him the contract than uh, you know, you know, continue to pay 26 grand a week to San Jose. Like we're saying, we hope he's going to be better next season, but you know that money could definitely be better spent elsewhere. I think, and um, and hopefully we can keep hold of Sanchez as well. Got two useful players there. If we can just get um, some, a little bit more. Well, I like to think that we'll we'll do a lot of our shopping in the championship next year, and uh, or sorry, this summer. And um, you know, there's going to be plenty of uh, players on freeze that are going to be useful to us. So yeah, we don't need to be looking in Spain second division and God knows where else. You know, get rid of these two. Get rid of these two guys that are playing championship manager out there, and uh, let's get some proper scouting going on. You say this Spanish, these players we saw from the Spanish second division and, and what have you never work out. Like Villalba didn't want to be here, and that was obvious from day one. Sanchez is a fantastic player. Realistically, does he want to be here? He could have had a, he, he was room, he could have stayed at Alchi and, and signed a new deal and played La Liga football last season. So mm. you'd imagine we'd offered a bit more money, and obviously, this misguided. This misconception that we was going to be Premier League or fighting for the playoffs when in reality we're down the other end of the table again. Um, so is he thinking that the grass is green or elsewhere? If so, fair, you know, then fair enough. Look, you can't yeah. keep a player that's unhappy. But like you say, you look at the teams in mid-table in the Championship who who shouldn't. Luton should be nowhere near it. I know we touched on it earlier. Luton, they've done, they've gone above and beyond what they should be achieving. But you look at uh, Dewsbury, Dewsbury Hall in midfield mm. for Luton he'd do uh, a job for us 100% yeah, do a job for us would he be well, expensive he wouldn't have thought so from Luton but again other clubs would be looking at him now yeah he's not he's not Luton's player is he he's Leicester's and, and is, that, is, is mean, he only on loan there then that's yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah as far as as far as I can tell he's going to be in and around their first team next season I mean in, in the squad anyway. yeah so he's too good he, he's, he's man of the match every other week so mm. You know, you talk, he's the reason Luton are in mid table. You know, well, so. but you look at these these teams at uh, Preston, Preston they've 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 gone on a bit of a stinker this this season. You know, but is there players there that we could take and look at? You know, are they going to come next season with us pre season under Bowyer and the right signings? Are we going to be any worse off than Preston on paper next season? Theoretically, you wouldn't. You'd like to think not. So well, you've got to target some players from the clubs in and around us, haven't you? Yeah, I just like like I say, I don't think we can we can go too wrong if we go for tried and te- the tried and tested method in the summer rather than the untested. We can get mm-hmm. some. We don't. I, I don't. And I'm not saying about going out and getting a 33 year old, you know, George Friend replica again. I mean, going out and getting you know a player that's out of contract that's played the championship, knows what it's all about, useful players. You know, that's all I want to see. I think, you know, we've got a good manager now. And I think coach, you know, they're going to get the right coaching next next season. So I think, you know, we can do things next year. I'm not saying top six, but I think we could be in and around the top half, definitely mid-table. So, mm-hmm. you know, 
just got to get a recruitment right. I don't want to see any more players coming in from the second division in Spain. Yes, Sanchez has been quite good. I don't think he's a world beater. If you look at his output, it's not incredible. He scored what? One goal? One goal and probably maybe a handful of assists. Um, <laughs> that was a good goal. Yeah, the best goal of the season. But goal I mean, of the season for me. Yeah, it was a goal. It was a goal season, but I'd say what I liked Alivovich's against QPR. Yeah. I mean, the fact that he had what I know I'm digressing now, but we had like three defenders around him in front of him. He had like the ball was behind him, zero backlift, and he managed to put that in the, the far yeah, corner. It was unreal. Finish. Yeah, quality finish. I mean, imagine if we we're in the ground for that. Oh. Anyway, yeah. So I think you know I don't. Yeah, we've got to sort that. This is the most crucial thing I think this summer. Get Dong out. And let's get the recruitment right and uh, and sort out the women's side as well. Or, you know, we won't go into that. It'll be no, no, yeah. <laughs> Jeez, I think, like you said, you know, we want to try and test his shot. I know that there's two strikers out of contacts in the championship. They, we wouldn't, I mean, Britta Sambalanga's leaving any at the end of the season. 28, you know, we'd love Britta Sambalanga, wouldn't we? But I've seen I've a few seen scoring but, against us. Yes, just to stop him scoring, yeah. But I think with him, we know we're going to get, we'd get 15 goals out of Sambalonga. The Duke fits up top with him. Um, I think, yeah, he's, listen, you've got to give him 25, 30 grand a weekend you at the end of the day. I don't think we would be in a position to pay that. But yeah, any any time, any side, I think, you know, Sambalonga will probably end up at a QPR or something. Nice London move for him, one of those. But there's another one who else who Alex is out of contact. I think we'll end up going for. Because that Chuck's an Eke at Charlton who's um who's out of contract, who I think yeah. he's got 14 this season. And I think Bo, you said about him that look, on his day, he's a world beater, an Eke. Uh, obviously, look, he's had one season at Char- Charlton Championship. I think if we played him at St Andrews when Djokovic scored last kick for us, and he was he was a serious handful up front for them that day. Um, wouldn't mind seeing him, you know, because I've got something to prove. Scored quite a few in League One this season. Bo, you knows him. Cheap bit of business. I think that would be sensible. There's that JJ who's out of contract at Bristol City. Are we going to get him? Probably not. But again, there's big names that we you know we should really be throwing our name in the hat, I think. Well, you'd think with Charlton missing out on the playoffs today as well now, Bowie will go back to them for one or two familiar faces. I mean, the player I've always liked the look of at Charlton is Doppeter. Yeah, Doppeter. He went to yeah. Stoke, didn't he? Yeah, he went to Stoke. Oh, yeah. Forget that then. Oh, I'm, I... I'm, I'm off it today. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that, though, because I did it the other week. You know, I said about Alfie Doherty, Alfie Doherty, whatever his name is. I said, oh, he's, he's a good player. Where is he? We'll have him. And then I didn't realise he went to Stoke in the summer. Had no idea about it, to be fair. But yeah, I as genuinely I say, thought he was still at Charlton. Yeah. <laughs> Does that, does that force the Kasky as well that people rate at Charlton? I mean, their lineup yeah. today, you had. Um, yeah, Alex Gilbert, Connor Washington, Ben Watson in midfield, Albie Morgan, centre mid, Ryan Innes at centre mm-hmm. back, Chuck Zaniki came on as a sub, Andrew Shinny's there now. Didn't know that. Yeah. Chris Gunter on the bench. We were linked with him at one point. Yeah. Where was we not was, when he was a free contract? Did he not go to Charlton in the summer as a free contract? He did, yeah. Oh, yeah, he did, yeah. I think he was on a free, but yeah. Over the hill now, you'd think. 
hundred percent. Definitely. Well, you wouldn't have thought Reading had. Yeah. I wouldn't have thought Reading would have let him go. Was it Reading? He was out at the time, most recently, from what I can remember. I'm probably wrong with that as well. No, you are right with that one. They, they've got oh, that. Sorry. They've got that Andy Yeardham, though, haven't they? From they bought from Barnsley, who looks tidy. Yeah. Well, Reading. They've got brilliant. Obviously, got some good kids coming through there and good recruitment going on there. Right. Really good recruitment, yeah. Yeah, I like Lise. I don't think they'll keep hold of that Lise, to be fair. I think he'd be gone. Not if he's got an £8 million release clause as well. Is that it? Really? Apparently, apparently an £8 million release clause, yeah. But but Reading fans said he's worth more than Jude, so it's all right. It'd be a Crystal Palace next year. Yeah, one of those. I'll tell you what, though. Lise and uh, Eze for Palace. Lively. I know. I always, I always look at Paris and I think, oh, they're just such an average team, aren't they? Like, always mid-table, really boring. And then you think, if they were in the championship, they'd absolutely rip it apart, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. Like, no, they'd, have double, they'd have double figures against us this season. <laughs> it's frightening. But, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it all comes down to what happens behind the scenes for us, doesn't it? But what's going to happen? I think that... Yeah. I think Dong has to go in the summer. And I think, you know... It, Bowie wasn't his appointment... In the first place, and I think there's a quote that he expected us to lose three nil. I think it was our first game. There's a quote he apparently made against Reading before we beat them. Hated playing four four two. We had our best best results of the season when we just stripped it back back to basics, didn't we? So, yeah, I think if Don goes in the summer, which I know Jao's been over, who's obviously Don's boss, he, he's been calling the shots and having the, you know, the final say on things recently, I believe. So. Yeah, hopefully that's a sign of what they know that he ain't, he ain't a, a capable leader. And like, you know, obviously we're not going to come on to the women's side yet, but the women's side were playing Champions League football three years ago. And now, you know, they're lucky to, to have stayed in the, in the top division. So from top to bottom, you know, the club, it, it does stink, doesn't it? So um, until Dan goes, which I, th- I think he will go in, in the next month or so, I really do. Fingers crossed. I think he'll go. I know. I mean, like you said, I think you said it earlier, Kieran. Who, you know, having that kind of director of football, someone that knows the game. I think Reading did it. They've got that Mark Bowen who managed them, who's kind of overseeing stuff. Someone like that that knows the club can work well with Bowyer and not just be, you know, a yes man that's just gonna, you know, meet all these, you know, nobodies in football. Like you said, you know, people meeting, you know, dong meeting with random people and. It's like a meeting consultative people just for the for the sake of it and whatnot. I think once we've got a proper football manning above above Dong and above Lee Bowyer, it, it'll only get better for us. I think. Yeah, I think so. Well, that's the problem, got... isn't it? Now is everyone wants to run a football club as a, and they do make money from it, so they run it as a business. But it, it's much more than that, isn't it? You know, in these clubs that especially the ones in your, your major cities, you know, we, we carry the name of the second city, you know, it means something to a lot of people and, and, and they're killing it ultimately. And, you know, you see these, unfortunately, you know, the bad, <laughs> the, uh, the the badly um, done banner yesterday and stuff. You know, these people have got the, the best interests of the club at heart and, and, and unfortunately it's going to be a roy, but... There's got to be more of that, and people have got to, if that's what it comes to, to force these players. There's got to be more protests and people speaking up because enough's enough, really. They have killed the club, 
you know, and like you say, you look at the women's side, a few years back, the women's side were in FA Cup finals, they were playing Champions League football, they actually are mm. winning things and the, the women's side were streaked ahead of the men's in terms of ability and and now you look at the videos and they're having to do, you know, physio on a bench in a porter cabin and it's just embarrassing how bad the club's got in general over the past few years and you know, I think enough's enough now in terms of dominating. I think if, I think if um, you know, if Man United have shown us, you know, like the the owners can take note. You know, we can we can do something. And I'm not saying we should go to those lengths, but if we keep on it, on it, and we keep on it, and when we're back in the grounds. We- mm-hmm. You know, they need to sort themselves out. I, I don't think there's ever been a question mark over their funding of the club. You know, they keep us running. They're running us at a loss. It's not a business to them. You know, they're just, you know, they're floating their company on the stock exchange and uh, they're doing what they're doing or whatever they're doing. But, you know, but something needs to change. Making men need to change uh, at this club so that we don't end up, you know, we're going to end up in League One, aren't we? Eventually, we keep circling the plug hole. So, you know, something's got to change. Yeah, I think, the, you know, with the banner yesterday and that, they made a mistake without that, you know, I think they will come out and apologise for it. It's a shame it's, you know, he's a bit distasteful and you can't, we can't do, it's 2021, you can't do stuff like that. It's never been acceptable anyway, but I think, I don't think they intended to be racist. I think it was just a, bit cheap and didn't think it through really um, you know it's yeah th- I think they'll come out and apologise for that and they should but in terms of the messaging at the moment I think it's obviously got to Dong look the bloke's deleted his Twitter you know he's seen the banner it's obviously got to him he knows that everyone's turned against him and you look in the summer we thought he looks like he's turned the page a little bit you know he's been a lot more public with coming out replying to JK with weird gifts and stuff just just, yeah, it was a bit more out there. I know we obviously offered that fan out for a fight last season, which was just unreal. But, it, yeah, you can tell that the message has got to him. I just, I'm not sure if it's got to China, which is what it's got to take to get him out, I think. Um, and I don't know how, you know, obviously Daniel Ivory managed to do it for years, got the messaging out to Panu and this and that. He's obviously not doing that stuff anymore. And because it's a monopoly with Blues now, who owns us? Who's the, the senior figures? We don't really know. I don't think we, we'll ever know um, the, the full extent of, of what's going on. But yeah, as I say, I think the messages get to Dong. I think he will go in the summer, um, and it's, uh, it'll only get better from us from there. Um, but look, it only takes you know even the the ownership on the, the stock exchange and whatnot. It only takes one of those little companies that that are involved to, to pull the plug. All of a sudden, we're in administration. You know, we're the next Bolton, next Berry. And there's every chance that can happen when you run a business that way. And it shouldn't be run that way. And, you know, the fans, we've got a lot of wealthy fans and a lot of, you know, well-known fans, businessmen that could, we, you know, could as a fan base, could we look at, you know, fan ownership and, and doing that. But because of the way it's owned, it's just impossible to get us off the stock exchange. I think I read a thing that the, what, apparently that on the stock exchange, I think Blue is worth something like 300 million or something on the stock exchange. To buy the shares out outright, that's what you have to pay for it. So that's not going to happen. So the only way effectively to buy blues was 
if we went into administration and we bought it that way, oh, we, we don't want to go into administration. We don't have another points deduction. Um, but I think that realistically is the only way that we get sold, which is the worst. It's the worst way possible as well, isn't it? You look at Wigan as the most recent example and they're still, they've gone a whole season and still not had a takeover go through yet, have they? I mm. think they're, they're nearly done, but they're what, stayed up with two games left in League One. You look at them last season in the Championship, I know it weren't until the points deduction and things went They were mid-table. Mm. But, you know, they, they towards the end of the season, they are as good as anyone in the league, weren't they? Um, so, it is a, administration's a slippery slope, isn't it? Yeah. You know, and it doesn't matter if you get bought out from there or not, it can, it can kill the club for years in the future, even after, even after the takeover. Because you, you, then you've got to build your foundations from scratch again effectively as well, haven't you? So it's, it's like you say, what's the, what's the best way out of it for us realistically? Yeah, so someone said that on Twitter the other week. Someone was talking about what's our, the best outcome for us because we're not going to get sold realistically unless we do get to administration further down the line. But the best outcome for us is look, Don goes, someone a bit more competent comes in. To be honest, you know, even though the the last when we were under Carson Young and before TTA, we had um, it was it Panos 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 Pavlakis who mm. Panos. Um, you know, he was he got the club, didn't he, Panos? And um, he's always slagging TTA off on Twitter and stuff. Always has something to say, but you know, someone that got the club a little bit, steadied the ship, knew the books inside out. But the problem is with Dong is he doesn't really get based and judged on his our performances on the pitch. It wouldn't matter if we got relegated. I don't think it wouldn't affect him as long as he's technically doing his job off the pitch and reducing the loss. I think. We recorded 18 million losses this season, which is reduced year on year. We wouldn't have had that without Bellingham and whatnot. And if we did have fans in the stadium, the gates, we'd have probably have done 10 million losses, something like that across the year, which that's a lot better than a lot of clubs in this division. Um, but that's what Dong's based on. But I think now, because he's had, you know, it, it, because he's, you know, we've had to let go of Karanka, pay a three-year contract off, what's that, two million quid, something like that, probably more. You know, he is sucking funds from from their, their pockets, and I think they've realised that. So, yeah, as I say, hopefully they've realised that they need a proper, knowledgeable decision maker that can take us forward. So, yeah, onwards and upwards. But I think the next we should know really within the next month whether he's gonna gonna do one or what. Yeah, I think if he is going at the end of this season, and you know we're looking ahead to to next season, I think realistically. Um, the next week or next couple of weeks are going to be when you hear something, I suppose. And, and, and obviously, fingers crossed. You, know, you Like we say, we need someone who understands, first and foremost, football in general. But then, you know, ideally, someone who's, if they've got prior involvement with the club before, or someone who understands the fan base and, and, and knows what's expected. Mm. And, and, and you're looking upwards all of a sudden, aren't you, rather than, like you say, at the minute with Dong, you never know what's going to go to pot next. I mean, you read even about the whole story with the Karanka sacking and stuff, and you read the stories about how apparently for a birthday party at the training ground, and you just go, what on earth is going on? Karanka's just been sacked, and he's got to sit and celebrate Dong's birthday with a squad of players that didn't like him, realistically, and you just go, fucking hell. 
just, <laughs> we're, we are a laughing stock. We're an absolute laughing stock. Now he's offering fans out for fights, like you're saying. Like, any faves, does he? No, I mean, just yeah, I'll give up with it all to be honest. <laughs> what, 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 what would you deem a successful season in the next year? What, what's successful in your eyes? I'll be happy with mid-table next season, personally. Just a see, I'll, I'll be happy with a season of not looking over our shoulder at what other teams are doing below us. You know, pick up enough points early on to not have to worry about the last five, ten games. Yeah. And and steady yeah. the ship. Steady the ship. Yeah. For too long, like Elliot says, we've circled the plug hole we, and we've flirted with relegation. And you can't keep doing it. It will bite you on the arse eventually. It always does. You look at people used to say them like down the road with Villa were too big for, for relegation. It, not, you know, they flirted with it for years. It got them. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. will get you eventually. Your luck runs so, out. As soon as they uh, let Benteke go, wasn't it? As soon as Benteke went, that was it. They went straight down. But I think, you know, like you say, mid-table next season is what we should be aiming for. And if we can aim, I think I think we should be aiming for 50 points by February. If we can aim for 50 points by February, end of Feb, and then go from there, you never know, do you? You know, last mm. three months of the season, you just don't know. But, I mean, that's probably a little bit... Probably not going to happen 50 points by February, not with us, but... Yeah, look at it, though. Like, Reading. Reading were favourites to get relegated this season with the bookies. Mm. And mm. they picked up... So, they went on a run at the start of the season. They picked up that many points. They weren't great after the turn of the year. They tailed off a bit, yeah. but they still only just finished outside the playoffs. Yeah. That sheer... The, the sheer amount of points they picked up early doors. So you, yeah. you notch one or two wins early on in the season and gather a bit of confidence. You never know what can happen. I'm not saying... Right no, now, now yeah. we're going to be in, we can challenge for the playoffs, but you just never know. Do you? you get the right players no. in, you get the right mentality into that squad. They all understand what's expected of them, the tactics and so on, and, and just see where it takes you. Yeah, I know, I know it's not exciting to talk about mid table, but you know, we shouldn't be any worse off than a Millwall or a Luton. No. You know, I know. Barnsley have got their, you know, they've got a good ethos in there now and they're, and they're, and it's working for them and they're doing very well and they've got a good coach and we've got a good manager now. I really rate Boya. I, I hate to say it, but maybe we should have got him last summer. You know, he was mm-hmm. definitely an option. But don't get me wrong, when we got Karanka, we were all pleased with it and mm-hmm. you know, we weren't to know that it was going to go so badly and it just wasn't going to work. But, but yeah, Boya, you know, from what I've seen in the, the 10 games, well, the eight games, I, I won't, I'm going to quickly forget about the last two games but you know he, he's tactically astute he's, he's switched mm. on he switched on he he matches sides he nullifies sides that are better than us he can change tactics at half time how often did we see Karanko you know we were terrible in the first half and you'd think oh give it another 20 minutes and then he wouldn't make a substitution and you think yeah you need to you need to do something positive here but you know Boya does he's a positive manager I like he, he that I like everything about him and I just think next in the summer, uh, I don't even necessarily think we need to bring someone in above him in Dom's position that really knows what they're doing. Well, obviously it would help, but just someone that's going to support by you and say, look, what do you want to do? What do you want to do about recruitment? We'll support you. You know, give him the reins. Give, let him do his thing uh, rather than someone over his shoulder going, well, this is our list of targets. This is who I want. Uh, you're going to, you know, we don't we just want Bowyer to be able to do his job next year. I think I'd, that's what every sport wants, don't I? 
I'll get it to a certain degree as well. I know that a lot of managers nowadays, they work with people for their, you know, they give a list of targets and you say, right, I want X, Y, and Z, and you kind of meet in the middle with, uh, you know, that's the way a lot of clubs run. Unless you're a, a Guardiola or a Klopp who demands yeah, but, that. From, but you but, say, but yeah, at the but same time, proper, but what you're saying you is, proper. you know, for example, with Dong, you could give Dong, yeah, but, they say Karanka had a say in his players. Did he realistically, though? I don't think, apart from Clayton and, and George Friend. I don't know if if, if yeah. Karanka would have wanted the players. Why is Karanka looking at a Cosgrove think, in January who's a Yukovic replacement that, when he didn't want Yukovic, for example? Listen, I, th- I think Clayton and and Friend were Karanka's signings. It, it was getting, it, you know, he's worked with them before and he wanted that experience in the changing rooms and he wanted that backup. But, you know, it, it's all well and good having a, a director of football that knows what they're doing. Yeah, hand them the recruitment. This is our recruitment strategy. Here's our director of football. They can deal with it. Let Boya do his job, but we don't have that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Dong needs to go, and we need to let Boya do the job, do his job over the summer. I think. And then what I'm saying, for... what I'm saying in that sense mm-hmm. is, you know, if you've got someone who works with Boya and who's willing yeah. to accept what Boya suggests, for example, you know, yeah. and they they can they can agree on targets between them rather yeah. than, like I said, yeah. like I said, apart from. George Friend and Clayton, do I think that 90% of the transfers that were made were mm. what Karanka wanted? I don't. I still think no. it was down to Dong, ultimately, yeah. who came in through that door. Yeah. Like, ultimately, I think we, we sing the praise of Halilovic, rightly so. Halilovic was probably signed because it keeps Sunjic sweet for a little bit longer because he's his mate, for example. You know, like, you never know what... De- I'm never going to understand. I don't think we ever are going to understand what goes on in Dong's head. But I don't think any of the signings made realistically were what Karanka would have wanted. Karanka's mm. probably been told what positions do you want, and that's about as far as it probably goes. Yeah, and it, it was outsourced anyway. So the, the one, you know, no one has looked at. We haven't looked at our own squad and gone, you know, this is where we need to improve. What we've done is outsourced it, and then they've gone, oh, you know, he's got a good goal contribution, or. Look, he's past completion. They could be good for you. That's that's the that's the logic of our recruitment. That they weren't our targets anyway. We were given targets by outsourced recruitment, so they're not ours anyway. And then we're we're just it's a monopoly. You know, outsourcing recruitment's a monopoly, and you don't know what you're going to get. So yeah, as I say, no, no scouts. It, it, you know, it's never going to bode well, is it? So I can you can't I can't even imagine the the agency the agent fees that we've been given out and. It's going to be ridiculous to those numbers, um, but yeah, like like you said, Elliot, you know, we need someone above him that can come work with him, just support him, back him. And, and I think I read something the other day about Boya, how he likes to be involved in recruitment, where he wants to. He said he directly calls the player up, and he has a chat with them. That's that's the best thing you can do, old fashioned. Get it done, have a chat mm-hmm. with them, bit of courtesy and whatnot. Just let him do that. You don't want to hear Dong just chatting shit all the time and. But everyone says that you know once you meet Dong, he's, he's a very he's a proper charming bloke when you meet him. Yeah. But you know up there he's you know yeah. he's tapped any so. Um, yeah. Well, the thing is as well with Boya doing that is Boya is there as a player. Boya knows what it's like to be a player at this club. So if you've got Boya giving them the that outlook on the club, he he can tell them like the back of his hand. And he can also tell them what he expects from them as well. And if a player doesn't like it after that chat, then they're not the player for us anyway, realistically. Mm. But I do agree, you've got to put... Even if it's someone above him who they, they mutually agree, then, you know, so that, that's the case. But at least then, if they mutually agree, Bowie still wants that player. He still wants to go to push ahead with that deal. And 
we've got to bring in players that he wants. I don't think that like Karanka wanted Cosgrove in January. I don't think he did. He wanted rid of Jukovic. We wouldn't sign a Jukovic replacement because he didn't use Jukovic. Mm. So he wouldn't replace him, would he, realistically? And Cosgrove's not your out-and-out. Out. He's not a Karanka striker, as you'd call him, really, was he? I mean, Karanka got rid of Djokovic at Middlesbrough, so it's quite yeah. obvious that he wasn't a Djokovic fan. Why mm. would he then sign a Djokovic replacement? So that that set alarm bells off. Yeah. You know, I don't know what I don't know what kind of player Cosgrove is. I really no. don't, <laughs> to be honest. You know, I know. it's, I it's all it, well and good it, doing it in Scotland for a season, isn't it? You know. Yeah. Yeah. I just I think it like I think Kieran said it a while back. It just it was a it looked like a panic signing, didn't it? it? Couldn't get in his bit. Couldn't get it over the line. The negotiations weren't going very well. We had Cosgrove on the back burner. Just get it. Just you know, look at the signings we made in January. Now I, I thought they were quite good at the time, but Jesus, like Valerie's barely made the bench. You know, Harper's not exactly. He's not done enough for me to think maybe we should try and get him on a contract no, next agree. next season. Yeah. You know, send him back to West Brom and and, and Cosgrove. Yeah, I mean, he just doesn't got his. Like you say, hopefully a few of his players in pre-season will come back different players and under you know better manager. So fingers crossed. Well, I mean, Baggies have just uh, Baggies lost three one tonight, so they're down. So I'd imagine yeah. that Harper will probably go back to them now and be a bit part player for them next season. Yeah, if it, he might do. not even get in their sides. No. So I imagine Harper will be to West Brom next season what we could use Sturk as. Yeah. And he can fill Clayton. gaps where needed. No, not quite. No. <laughs> no. Get rid of him. Get rid of him. He can go. Cut his contract up. Pay him off. Get rid of him. Hey, West, yeah. Brom, West Brom next season are going to walk it. Who are they going to lose? If, you know, theoretically, they're only probably going to lose Pereira. You know, That's it. Yeah. Not, yeah, yeah. Mate, maybe Johnson. Johnstone. It's a Burnley transfer window they had in a sense. Burnley always sign players at a top level championship. So if they go down, Premier League clubs aren't going to sniff around them realistically. And mm. championship clubs, they're not going to go for them because they're probably at the best, they're at the best set club to go back up. So Burnley have got a squad that they're always going to be able to keep. And West Brom have got the same sort of thing. You look at Semi Ajoy at centre back and Bartley and, and players, you know, yeah, you're gonna use, you're gonna lose Maitland Noyles and Gallagher on loan from them, but their squad is a, a top tier championship side. So who are they gonna lose realistically? Yeah, it's. A, I mean, touching on Gallagher, do you think that Gallagher's worried himself another Premier League move next season? I like him. I like him, yeah. but. I'm not convinced there's, he'll get another Prem move next there's, season. There's talk of him thinking he can stay and fight for his place at Chelsea, though, isn't there? And I don't think that's possible, to be honest. But where, So where does he go then, you know? Does he end up at someone like a Fulham or a West Brom again yeah, for a season? Yeah, Fulham's a good shout. You know, if it's just... Yeah, yeah. Hey, look, Fulham are, just, Fulham are just down the road as well, aren't they? They're local to... Literally on the yeah. same... Grant's on the same street as Chelsea's, isn't it? A couple of miles yeah. up. So, yeah, yeah. you know, it's just... Loftus, yeah. Loftus cheap there this season. Yeah, uh, no, he's a Fulham. Yeah, yeah. so he'll go back. He's a that's the sort Ch- of thing that he, he'd look Ch- at. Chelsea thought. don't want him. Chelsea don't want Loftus cheap. It's got. I mean, Chelsea have got about ninety players out on loan every season. There's got to be one or two who we could sniff around, don't they? Maybe Clark Salter. I don't want Clark Salter. Yeah, yeah. I want Clark Salter again. It's a shame for Clark Salter because he was. I thought he was our last season. He was our. Most you know assured 
centre back. I thought, you know, on the ball, composed, mm. spray it out, spray it about a little <clears> bit, <throat> left footed, bit of composure. You could see he had a bit of pedigree, but this season, you know, he hasn't hasn't kicked on at all. I think he played the game against Luton away, handful of games, and just I don't know if that was a Karanka thing, but I think that you know Clark Salt would probably be decent under under Bowyer. The thing um, for me with Clarksall was, I and, and especially after lockdown last season when things got a bit tough for us and we started to to slope off towards the the bottom three, I always thought he played with that sort of he was all he always knew he was going back to Chelsea, so it didn't matter ultimately what happened on the pitch, and mm. and I don't know whether that's played a part this season when he was a uh, you know again. Do I think Karanka chose to bring Clark sort of back in the summer? I don't think he did. I think it was the fact it was easy to do it because he was there last season and Dong probably it was easier for him to... If maybe they turned around to Dong and said, do you want him back again for a season? You never know, do you? We're not mm-hmm. utilising him. Do you want him? Um, he knows well, the place. So, But mm-hmm. he's, he's been a strange one, hasn't he, this season? Really, never really managed to cement a place when he has played. Which you'd have thought yeah, he'd yeah. have been a shoe in, especially when you watched how yeah. Dean and Roberts were at the start of the season. Mm. He had a shocker though, didn't he? Was it Cardiff when he, he just gave it straight to the left back, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he had a shocker and that was it. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't I wasn't surprised to see none of the lone players get a game on the Bowie. I think Bowie's just coming and gone that you lot ain't gonna be here next season. I want the players that are under contract gonna be here next season, giving a hundred percent commitment. And that's usually what happens when a, a new manager comes in. They sort of slide the loan players off and say that obviously you're not going to be here next season so you know sorry but you know we need 100% commitment now Valor is down Valor is down for for us was the fact that from the moment we signed him even the manager at the time Karanka said he doesn't even know what his best position is or what if we signed a player that we don't even know where he can play we don't need a utility man on loan we've got players who can fill positions if that's what it's for so he was always a He was a panic signing in the sense of he was just to bring another body through the door on deadline day, wasn't it, to appease the yeah. fans? Did we ever really yeah. need him? No. Yeah, it was a bad one, wasn't it? January, yeah. The January window, looking back on it, it was a bad one. Mm. Well, he was, he's a, realistically, I'd say he's a right back, isn't he? Or he's a wing back at least. But then, yeah. do you want to bring a wing back in on the deadline day and then oust your main choice right back for half a season? and ultimately mm. piss him off for a player mm. who's never going to stick around after the summer. Mm. So it, there, yeah. there was never really any logic behind it. And the Southampton fans didn't really rate him. No. I mean, they don't, they don't rate him at all. So, you know, why are we getting these players in? Right. You know, he's probably on 30, 40 grand a week as well. So They're full of choice right back. Yeah, no point in it. There's no future in it. There's no... Well, yeah. the time we signed him as well, Southampton were down to the bare bones in terms of signings yeah. and uh, the players they had available. Yeah. And they were still willing to let him go. Which, Get him off the books. Yeah, so that tells you all about that signing, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, who's been your player of the season then? Tough one, isn't it? Do I have to pick? Yeah. I, 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 I think, I think there's, a, there's a standout candidate, I think. I'm a bad bunch. I was going to say, oh. yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a very difficult one, isn't it? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to go for the safe option. He's had, he had a shaky month or two, but I'll go with Etheridge. I think okay. he had a really strong start to the season. I never felt uncomfortable with him in goal. I know I know he had a couple of shockers. He dropped a couple of crosses. I know he's, I know he's not the most confident. Kicking sometimes. Yeah. Kicking's a bit. But 
I feel like he's definitely our number one now for the next couple of seasons. I think that's a solid sign in that. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he definitely could have a better season next year. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think if we're going on the short-term impact, Kieran won't like this, but I really thought, I really thought Harley Dean stepped up in the last sort of eight games. I know he's had on, some no, shockers I, this season. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. no. Right, okay. Credit where it's due to Harley Dean. Yeah, I've slated him numerous times on the podcast in the past few months, and to be fair, rightly so, let's be honest. Um, if we talk short-term impact, then yet again, you've got to say that Djokovic's goals are what have kept us up. Goals against yeah. Reading, goals against Derby, that's six points there, you know, and yeah. he really has stepped up. I think it's too difficult when you think of who's... Bellas look good in times. Sanchez has, has looked good, but no real out end product. Halilovic, he has he played enough to really name him, but then when you do watch him, you just go, he's phenomenal. Mm. I don't really know who I'd pick, to be honest. Just, Short term impact, I'm just going to say Djokovic. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. I think it'd be hard to, it's hard to pick a player if you're going on. Roberts, because like... we finally got a bloody assist. We finally worked with a long throw. So, yeah, Roberts for the throw. I'm going with Roberts. I am going to go with Roberts because I think he's the most improved player as well. I think mm. he's grown as a player. You know, he had the, he had the armband. Cardiff, I think. I know we listen. We got smashed four 0 but he uh, and he made him rip that game. But you know, he's crossing. He's he's a joke. He's like it's like having Beckham on the uh, centre half. Like you know, you know, we take them short throws and he whips them in. Um, he's crossing. He's he's ridiculous. I didn't know he had it in his locker. Um, yeah, because you watch him spray long balls around and you yeah. did, never think he's got it. Just a hefty centre half. But no, Roberts for me. When he's, when he's coming to the side, consistently been good, improved. I think he's got five goals this season or something, a handful of assists, which is a, you wouldn't expect it from a, from a centre-half. But for me, yeah, Mark Roberts, I'm going for. I think he's got a lot of stick the last few seasons and, yeah, hasn't, hasn't lived up to expectation. But this season, I think, yeah, over the last, even under Karanka, you know, he was a better than, than he has been before. But, yeah, I'm going to go for Roberts, I think. Roberts average Duke for me. Yeah. Uh, out of the, especially when you look at the back four, Roberts is absolutely without a doubt the standout of the ones, especially even under Bowyer as well. I know they've all stepped up to the plate, even um, old Harler. You know, he's stopped celebrating his dog's breeding and focused on his football. So that's good to see. But like you say, Roberts has, has come on leaps and bounds. You, you mentioned the fact that he was captain and we got thumped 4 0 against Cardiff. It was an absolute worldly hat trick from. Yeah, it was. Wilson as well, by the way. So, you know, on another, on another day, you think we, we don't lose that so heavily, but it's, it's uh, yeah, Roberts is, I think Roberts, I think, I think Roberts will win it as well. I think he, I've looked, you know, I think Blues did a tweet the other day, vote for you by the season. And I think majority of the comments were Roberts. I think some people said Colin as well for his consistency. You know, you're going to get from Colin every game, I suppose. Um, mm. But yeah, most improved, I think, I think Roberts, I think Roberts will win it as well, 100%. I think that's the problem, you know, you talk yeah. of Colin and, and and you know what you're going to get. And I think that's half the problem for him, really, is he's so consistent. You know, nine games, you know, nine times out of ten, you get a, a, you know, you get a solid seven out of ten performance from him, yeah. don't you? And, mm-hmm. But he's that consistent that he never really stands out when he is good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, whereas yeah. Roberts, he's had some up and down moments this season. So when he's good, you go, I didn't know he could do that. Mm. <laughs> Mm. You know, and... yeah. 
I, I agree with Robert. He's been brilliant, but I think I don't know if you remember Kieran, but you go go back a few moments. I obviously slayed him, didn't I? And you said he wasn't so, a championship player. <laughs> I did. I said he wasn't a championship player. And, uh, I know, do remember because like, you've gave me a bit of stick about Arley Dean for the past few weeks. So yeah, I've, I've made sure I, felt, I remember your little comments. I felt, as well, don't worry. I felt I felt justified in my opinion at the time. And I think he's come on. I think he's 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 definitely stepped up as well. He's 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 been phenomenal the last ten games. He deserves all the recognition he he hopefully will get. With probably mm. will get player of the season. And fair play to him. Like I say, he's he's assisted goals. He's scored goals. He's he's contributed massively to us uh, staying mm. in this division towards the end. He did have a shaky patch. Christmas, see, I mean, the whole the whole cycle dreadful, weren't they? Yeah. The thing is, you see players who get stick and and they take it. You either take it the right way or the wrong way, don't they? Ultimately, you know they yeah. never gonna, they never ignore it. They they take everything on board that gets tweeted to them, and especially nowadays, it's you know that's really coming to the fore, isn't it? What the abuse mm. that players get on Twitter and, mm. um, but if Roberts really has took it on board and mm-hmm. and and just got on with it. You know, like Harley Dean had some stick a few a couple of months back and uh, scored against West was it West Brom and he called fans. Yeah. Swats or whatever it was, he said. I don't yeah, know. I remember but, that. Yeah. You know, and yeah, it looked great. Passion. That's what you want from a player, as Craig Gardner says, passion. You know, so, but Roberts has just said, right, okay, and, and proved us wrong. Fair, like, like Elliot says, fair play to him. Absolutely fair yeah. play to him. You know, like this. Can't ask yeah. for more than that from a player. Mm, I think but, this, I think the season that's coming up now, you look at Harley Dean. You know, Pedersen, the season that the, the lads that have been there three, four years now, and I think you look at them all, um, especially Harley Deans, yeah, Pedersen, a, a couple of them. Um, and there's been what four or five different managers that they've worked under, and we've been in this every, the same situation every single season when those players have been there. And I think if they have another season like this season, we, ha- we have to get rid of them next season, regardless. They're just thinking out the place. If they do it again, this is it now. They've got what they wanted. They got they they forced Karan Corral apparently for you know it was their decision. Yeah. They told Dong. So look, it looks like they're playing for Bowie. They can relate to him a bit more. You know, Harley. I think Harley Dean's actually a family friend of Lee Bowie as well. So obviously knows him well. He's a cottony, blah blah blah. Um, I think if they if they don't live up to expectation and you know we're in the same shit situation next year that they've got to go. And I don't know, you know, Harley D, does he get, he'll end up going to Millwall or something or one of those. Um, but yeah, as I say, if they don't live up to it next season, get rid, 100%. The thing, that's, and the thing that annoyed me about Harley Dean the most, and, and like Elliot says, I've, I hold my hands up, he's been brilliant the past 10 games, they all have. And yeah, he, he, I don't think he was ever going to win the player of the month when you look at who he was up against, but he, he probably did deserve the nomination. And again, that winner against Robber, absolutely massive, absolutely massive goal. Um, yeah. I think the thing that annoyed me the most is for week after week after week under Karanka, it was mistake after mistake for him. He didn't really look bothered, didn't really put his body on the line. Mm. Um, he, you heard the same odd stuff from him in his interviews about how the players have got to look at themselves and stuff like that. Mm. And then the second Karanka goes, he scores the goal. Uh, does his little shoulder shrug celebration, which yeah, that's you know it's hilarious because every every week we're commenting on Karanka's shoulder shrugs, but then at the same time you go that that's our captain that is, that's our captain who's sort of clearly taking a swipe and you just go it just goes to show it, it 
is it a case of he, he was shit because he didn't want to play for Karanka? And if that's the case, why have we got a player like that who's captain of our club? I want a captain of our club who doesn't matter who the manager is or what the ideas are. You put 100% up when you're on that pitch, you give 100%. That should be a captain of a club. Mm. You know, and, and that's what that's what really pissed me off, to be honest. But I, I agree, I agree with you, Kieran. But I just think in that moment, I think it was probably just a, a, a release of hmm. just hmm. I just think they were just relieved that he was gone. I know I, I do agree yeah. with you. We just yeah. want committed players. It doesn't matter who the manager is, but I Karanko was just you know what? He was I a still refuse, I'm, the, he was a, he was. I'm sorry, I still refuse to accept that he's a bad manager. I think that Blues and Karanka really? were just I still I just don't mm. think Blues and Karanka were the right match, really. Yeah, I agree. I agree with I that. I think Karanka, if you put if you put a Karanka in with a team who for a start off, Karanka's a defensive manager. We didn't sign any decent defenders. We kept what we had from the last season. We were never solid defensively. So we were never going to be able to do what Karanka wanted us to do. I think Karanka's downfall then was his reluctance to change. But do you think a shrewd manager comes into Birmingham like Bowie has and says, look, what have I got? What? How can I make this successful? He didn't do that. He played Djokovic as a lone striker for the majority of it. Yeah, you could tell that wasn't going to work with that. And then he took the wingers off every time he yeah, brought them I think your problem there just... was the fact that Karanka came in and was told it was a fucking three-year project. Well, you know, so he's, he's get, obviously thinking get, the players will adapt to him rather yeah. than the other way around. But you, don't so get, he, you don't get three. You don't get three years in football unless you're Pep Guardiola, or mm. you know, even Thomas Tuchel won't get three years at Chelsea if he don't win something oh, mate, in the next. No one will get three years months. at Chelsea. No matter how good they so, are. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. You don't get three years at anywhere in football because as soon as mm. you're in the bottom three, you don't get any time at all. It's, it's yeah. pick up results or get out, and that was the yeah. case this season. I do find it funny in the past few days he's popped a couple of tweets out and he old Karanka and turned his comments yeah. off. So everyone's been uh, quote tweeting him instead, which is even better. Yeah, I noticed that he turned the comments off. I know Kane noticed that he put a few tweets up that it was quite funny. Well he um <laughs> I'm pretty certain yeah. the I'm pretty certain the first tweet was a slight dig at us, to be honest. Because he Probably. said uh, yeah, of course it is. about Middlesbrough, wouldn't it? And he put something along yeah. the lines of uh, it's always great to make a fan base happy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. It was, know, a like, it was a dig. I don't think Karanka is a bad manager. I just don't think that Blues in the in the situation we were in when he took the job were the right fit for him. And vice yeah, versa, I, that. I don't think he was the right fit. Don't get me I, wrong. I was absolutely delighted when we got him because you look at the names who we were linked with. Yeah, but there's nothing to suggest. Him. I didn't. I didn't see anything to suggest he, he was a good manager. I said people yeah. keep calling him like El, El Frodo and that on Twitter. Like he's um. You know, when he was at Middlesbrough, he had a couple of good seasons. Look, they had fucking Gaston Ramirez, you know, Premier League players. We haven't got Premier League players. We've got John Torale, who was good to three years ago, just got relegated at Hull. Like, yeah. you know, anyone can make a, a decent go of a side like that, you know, splashing money around. I think they, yeah, as it, again, there was, I don't think there was anything to suggest that Karanka was, was, was a good manager. I mean, you know, playing Hogan up top, two wingers. Not get well, why, what's the point of playing two wingers? You know, get you can get you can put 20 balls in the box. Hogan's probably not going to win a header, but then you'd bring Duke on and take the two wingers off and and put some mid center midfielders on. It's just I didn't see anything to suggest he was a good manager. Um, and I think yeah, if he's got I think Karanka needs a big budget and he needs a lot of things going on for him, he's a really good setup for him to succeed. But with a club yeah. like us, limited resource. No, it's not a good match for him. And, and I, we I, will, 
I do think, or I will go on, I don't think it's really that much of a, a big shout. I don't think you'll see him in English football again, Probably to not. be honest. I wouldn't be surprised, mate. Nothing surprises me in football. So. I mean, you, know. you look at what he did at Forest, it was a complete car crash. He, had, mm. he walked out on him because... I don't well, know, he threw I his don't toys out of the prime at Middlesbrough a few times, didn't he? You know, there was yeah. times he pissed off and didn't take get a game on a Saturday because he had a fallout in the training ground on a yeah. Friday and stuff. Okay. Like that. It is childish stuff at times, isn't it, that you read and you just go, you know, mm. ultimately have you dodged a bullet because I'd love to know I'd love to know the promises that he was given by Dong and the board and, and whatnot to, to come in and take the job in the first place because we're a side obviously that have been circling down the bottom for quite a long while and you think well, not, that, like, like you say, the setup wasn't quite there. For him is to that another in. reason then, though? You know, like I say, is that another reason why maybe he didn't change along the course of the season? With it's quite obvious that what he was doing wasn't working. But is there stuff being said to him behind the scenes where it doesn't matter about this season? You, you know, you do what you're gonna do. You know, sort of thing. Did he not change because he was being told one thing by the board? Maybe. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't matter. You are here for the three years. You never know, do you? Especially with Dong. You really never yeah. know. Yeah, I know. I know. I'm just, I'm just glad the season has ended as it has. But, um, I, yeah. I feel like we've reviewed everything we can possibly. And what, what was the question you were going to ask Kane for the giveaway? Oh, yeah. So for the giveaway, Kane, we want to know mm. what player you think is the one to watch for us next season out of the squad so far, obviously providing they stay. Yeah, tough question. That to be fair, because I think we'll we'll see a lot of alonies, and I'm not convinced who's going to stay and, and who comes in. But I think at the moment, look, if we had, if you ask me that too in, in two months' time, hundred percent give you an answer. But now, based on what we've seen and what we've got on the bow, yeah, that's a tough question, man. I'm probably going to go with. Oh, who am I going to go with? <laughs> I'm probably going to go, yeah, listen, I'll say Bella. He's got to go with Bella, haven't we? I think there's a lot more. We haven't seen enough of him under Boya. We know what he can do. I think, you know, providing he has another good pre-season and he fits, you know, good play with wingers, I think we'll see the best Jeremy Bella we've seen yet. Um, Understanding his role, what he's got to do. Djukovic up top will bring another striker in. You know, we've only ever played really when Jeremy Bell has been here. Like, you know, we had that run where Duke and Hogan were up top under Clotet. Um, Bella was mustered at times when he first came in, murdering Bristol City away. I remember that game. Really, really positive. Good bit of business. And I think it's, it's understated how good a player Bella is for, for us. Um, so, yeah, look, do it. We should keep him next season 100%. And I think if we do that, then we'll, we'll reap the rewards. Once he knows his role properly, what he's got to do, um, and yeah, fingers crossed he can he can step up because we know he's what a, what a good player he is at the end of the day. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, Elliot, there's no giveaway on your opinion because it doesn't matter as much. But for you, what player? <laughs> what player do you think someone touch next season? Uh, I like I liked Kane's answer. I think you know I don't even know how old Bella is, but I know he's still quite he's he's still in. He's still quite young, isn't he? He's like 26, 20, 26, 27, 26, maybe. 27. Yeah, something yeah. like that. So, yeah, definitely think it's his time next season, next season or two. If he wants, you know, it's going to be his peak now, coming to his peak. So, yes, yeah, it's, it's now or never for him. And mm-hmm. I don't really know. I, I, it's a tough one because I'd like to think we might see the best of Sanjic next season. You know, 
under Boyu and, and you know, like you say, sometimes he looks like he resembles a headless chicken and mm. sometimes I think he's just a walking yellow card all the time. And yeah, yeah. But but maybe next season if he he might, you know, like you say, under better coaching. Um and he's still only twenty four. It's frightening mm. to think that he's only he's still only early twenties. That definitely a player that I think can improve, get better. And uh again someone that's hopefully will understand his role more and, is, and be instructed better next season and and uh, yeah maybe Sanjit should be will come good <laughs> I hope so I, I just said with Sanjit so at the moment he, he can't he can't wait to get rid of the ball yeah I know you know every every second touch is a tackle with him I think yeah as I said look he's, he's obviously got potential he plays six billion quid so yeah step up yeah. Ivan that's yeah. it when you think we beat the locks of AC Milan, apparently to his signature as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, he made a good decision there, didn't he? Yeah. 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 yeah There's oh, only man. one place he was guaranteed European football. <laughs> what about you, Kieran? What, who do you think? Oh, I'm going to go right out on a limb. I'm going to stay set up. Okay. Fair play. Purely because I think, and I don't know what gives me this impression. Um, but I think we might go. Um, I think we might see Pedersen as more of a centre back next season, mm-hmm. and I thought you might see Seddon out wide. Mm. Um, and if that's the case, uh, I think, yeah, I just think he's. I think Bowyer sees him as more of a ready-made starting eleven player rather than having to look outside of the club to bring someone in. Mm. And for that, and for that reason, I think you might. See, um, uh, with a solid season under his belt, a few good performances from him. So that's all I've gone with. It's probably going to be wrong, and we probably won't even renew his contract now. And I'll look at yeah. it in a few mm-hmm. weeks, but there you go. Oh, great. Definitely should get his contract sorted out. He's, yeah, he's got, I agree. He's got potential. Definitely yeah. got potential. 100%. Yeah. yeah. That's about it, really. Cool. Yeah, well, we'll wrap it up there then because, like you say, we've, we've covered everything. I think uh, we can we can rest easy for a couple of months until early August and then the depression starts again. <laughs> Just quickly, if you're going to predict now where we're going to finish next season, what are you predicting? Stabbing, it's a stab in the dark, really. But I'm going to go 14, comfortable 14. Will be comfortable and just sort of slip away. I was going to say 14th, but being you've said it, I'll say 13th. I'll be happy with anywhere in and around top of the, you know, top to middle of the the bottom half of the table. As long as we're comfortable, as long as we're comfortable enough that we're not shitting ourselves with a few weeks left, basically. We sound optimistic, don't we? Oh, we've got oh, a good manager. We've got this. Hold on, hold on. We've done optimism <laughs> when we recorded at the start of last season and we all said, you know, yeah, we'll be happy with mid-table and we never know what we're going to get with Karanka. And then after about four weeks, she was going, that's it, season's done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know what? Scrap it. I'm going to say we're going to finish We're going to finish in the top 10. I think we'll, we'll just miss out on the playoffs on goal difference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say top 10. I'm going to say 10th. Ten. I reckon we'll finish in the top ten. What about you, Kay? I'm going to be a seventh. Oof. I think I'm optimistic. You know, I don't know what it is, but I think we'll have a really good start. I think we'll have first five, six games. I think the you know the fans will be back in. 
when you get a bow, your team, everyone's behind us, bit of momentum. We know what we can be like when we've got a bit of momentum behind us. And I think, yeah, I'm going to get seven. I'm going to get seven. I think we'll have a really, really good first couple of months. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll start with three points with Brentford on the first day. Yeah, header, Edison <laughs> header, <laughs> and then go from. I mean, I just hope that you know that. We've seen what Bowie can do, obviously, and that's with a, a don't want to be too harsh, but a limited side in a sense. Mm. Um, good pre season and a few signings. He knows what he wants. Realistically, I don't think he'd have took this job on the basis of the summer was just going to be a blind window in a sense. I think he kind of outlined that. Because he did take a big risk leaving Charlton. Mm. So I think. The plans are already in place, I think, and, and hopefully um, that everyone buys into what he wants. And you, you can only get, you can only get better, can't it? Realistically, yeah. after that. Five. Keep five lads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, all right, I'll wrap it up there. Okay, we'll we'll get you on again at some point next season, so we can look back at this episode and, and, and think laugh on us somewhere. Yeah, just laugh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just slate each other for how fucking stupid we've been with our predictions. <laughs> Definitely. No, it's been good to coming on. Thanks for thanks for having me, lads. No, you're right. no, no yeah, thanks yeah. for being on, mate. Brilliant. Um, as always, if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on the socials at BTFC Media. And until next time, we'll speak to you soon.